Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast, a Southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast on Pantheon Podcast. In time for the holidays, so. Uh, if you're hanging out with the family, you you find uh, your favorite music podcast on Pantheon Podcasts. Maybe us, or maybe you want to get away from your family to go listen to uh, a podcast <laughs> to get your mind off them. But, or while you're wrapping last-minute presents, Brian. Yeah, there you go. You need something to listen to while you're wrapping last-minute presents. So go to Pantheon Podcast to find your favorite music podcast. What's going? Are you uh, doing late uh, present wrapping? Is that, is that why you brought that up? Or are you like, no, no, I'm done. Thankfully, <laughs> yeah. with well, older kids too, it's a little yeah. bit easier. Oh yeah, it's like, a lot it's easier. Just, right? Yeah, it makes it a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. like just stuff money in their stockings. That's right. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like here's your <laughs> gift certificate for whatever. <laughs> go go, right. go pick something out of your own. Right. Yes, indeed. But we do appreciate all our listeners uh, following us on podcast set an auto download and leave us a rating and a, and a you know review we always appreciate that yes please do so and if you're going to buy presents for someone you should buy presents for andrew davis from them dirty roses it's his birthday today this is a wednesday so you'll hear this two days from now but i'm sure he would be glad to to take anything uh you want to give him maybe a new marshall stack custom les paul yeah Gibson guitars. He'll take any yeah. Gibson guitar from anybody that's that's interested. Gibson guitars and Marshall amps. That's what he wants. Yeah, he's a good dude. We've known yeah, him. Oh, he's since awesome. Pretty much the beginning of the podcast, and uh, I hear Brian that there may be a new record coming down the chimney for 2024. Yeah, they posted a couple pictures from in the studio, teasing us. So 
but we'll get them on to talk about it. That certainly we will. So happy birthday, Andrew. What's going on with you? Is North Dakota looking white like a white Christmas or what? It, it, you know what? It really not too much. There's not a lot of snow on the ground. It's it's just like a little tiny bit. But then again, there's still 40 or there's still, well, more than 48. What, 72 hours till Christmas? Something more? like that. I don't yeah. know. 72, 96, something. Yeah, there you go. 96 <laughs> hours. So you never know. Never know. We're going to have a warm Christmas, not a white Christmas. It's going to be in the 50s. So yeah. I'm okay oh, with nice. That. Yep. Yep. I am okay with that. Yeah. So what are we talking about Christmas stuff well, this Christmas, year? What, what, we, what do we got? We're talking about Christmas because we have a Christmas special. And, you know, mentioning Andrew, he, you know, our Christmas special is on uh, the music, the rock and roll music, the Southern rock and roll blues based music of the great state of Georgia. Andrew lives, you know, like just on the border of Georgia and he knows uh, some of our guests coming on the podcast here for this, this, this Georgia Christmas special that we want to do for quite a while. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of, been, it's a Christmas tradition, Brian, that you've started where we pick some artists or some friends yeah. from a specific state and talk about it. We started with, well, we did a guitar round table first, right? With Andrew Davis. That was kind of our first little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, I think our first one, first Christmas was with, with uh, Kentucky. No, the first one was with David Hudson and Ian Rice from the state oh, of America. That's right. Then we did the Kentucky Christmas special. Then we did the guitar special with Leilani and Jax and Aaron. Yep. And here we are with the Georgia Christmas special. I'm glad you your memory is better than mine because I have us all messed up. <laughs> and word on the street is we're trying to line something up with our brothers from the state of America. Yeah, it's, we're due. Some sorts. So we're due your... to talk to David and Ian, right? About all things. What's what's going on with the Crows in 2024? Because much like them Dirty Roses, Brian, I hear there's there's a new record in store from those guys. And David and Ian would be the ones that know all about it, oh, right? Yeah, they'd know much more than anybody else, you'd think. So okay. yeah, that'll hopefully we'll get that together soon. But uh, our we'll get gu our guests, we got some great guests. We have some fabulous guests from the younger the younger side of it. We have Zach Crumley and Jason Neal from uh, One for the Road. We've got uh, Bristol from the, 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 the Georgia Thunderbolts <laughs> out of Georgia. Yeah, out of Georgia, <laughs> and we have Suzanne Sledge. And we've also got uh, Andrew Kyler and Brandon Neal from Rare Birds. And we have a surprise guest that Andrew brought with him. And his name is Eric Snotty. And you'll find out who, you know, he works with, works around. We'll, we'll, we'll let you guys. Uh, it ties into the Georgia music scene. It does tie into the Georgia music scene. Right. And what I liked about this panel, Brian, or this group that you put together, we've got old friends, our our, our buddies from Rare Birds, and um, you know, Jathan is and those guys from One for the Road. So that's good to have them back. But we had some new guests too, Bristol Perry, who uh, we've spoken to the Georgia Thunderbolts a couple times, but never Bristol. So it was nice to have him on there, and our social media friend Suzanne Sledge, who we've had conversations with but never had her on the show so it was a really awesome choice yeah it was it was a great time wonderful time was had by all uh sounds vague but you know hey we can't give you all the details you got to listen that's in. right so you better listen you guys kick back and relax and listen to our our conversation with all our wonderful guests 
for the Georgia Christmas special. here at the guest segment of this very special uh georgia christmas special special that's special so jason he's got the big task usually only has to introduce like one person no he's got well <laughs> 17 or 20 no. i've got i've got a i've got we have a panel again we you, you know we always do our holiday specials every year uh and focus on a state and music from a state so this is we're doing georgia this year as we already talked about so we have some returning guests. We have some new guests, but old friends that are going to be on here. So I'm going to try to get this right. So most recently from One for the Road, we've had Zach and Jathan on. How are you guys doing? Doing good, bro. How y'all doing? Good. Good. Good, good. From the Georgia Thunderbolts, we've had on a couple times, but never this dude, the fantastic drummer. We got Bristol Perry. How you doing, Bristol? I'm doing good, man. Just chilling. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Love the Thunderbolts. And from an older man, the 60s, 75s, but somebody who's become a friend with us through social media, who's a, I would say a Georgia and just a rock historian, our friend, Suzanne Sledge. How you doing, Suzanne? Hey, <laughs> I never thought of myself as a rock historian, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, listen, we our pre-conversation, right, Brian and guys, like Suzanne was giving us a lowdown on a lot of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. So well, can we thanks for- can we go back to that time again? You're <laughs> working in a record store and some dude comes in. Mm-hmm. I sure will. <laughs> okay. Uh so I was working in a record store in LaGrange, Georgia. And I was probably, I don't know, early 20s or whatever. And Charlie from Blackberry Smoke comes in and he was in high school at that point. Um, and so we would just talk about music and it was pretty obvious that he was already on a stratospheric level in terms of taste and ability and everything else. And so we just kind of bonded over, you know, our love the stones and, um, then fast forward to, I don't know, the early two thousands and we went to, we were doing stuff in Atlanta and, um, we had a residency at the star bar and one of the first shows that blackberry smoke played was with us with 6875 it was a pretty amazing night so how, how far back does 6875 go quite a ways huh oh god many 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 moons andrew and i met in 1999 and the the first band was sanctified which was basically 6875 month one so we've been around in one form or fashion for many years. What what have you like? What was the scene like back then, and what have you seen change? Or well, uh, in terms of the scene, it, it, there was a little bit of a rock revival going on then, 
but we kind of stuck out like sore thumbs. That's one of the reasons why we just decided to go to uh, go overseas because, you know, uh, Americans to me, it's like they don't always appreciate what's in their backyard. I just Blue don't back. think. Yeah. Don't y'all think so? Yeah. I mean, don't yeah. you think so? Because there are some amazing bands like what you guys are doing. And I can guarantee you that if you went, had the opportunity to even do short tours in England, Scotland, wherever, people would lose their minds. And so that's kind of what we did is we just were like, well, okay, we're getting these little gigs here and there here, but we just can't break it wide open. So we went overseas and we kind of did what Rival Sons and um, uh, Vintage Trouble did and just started hitting clubs. And I mean, I, if you guys have that ability, you really should try to do that because I think you would be appreciated. People would love you guys. I know Bristol's been over there. Yeah. So, yeah, we went over there with uh, Blackstone Cherry last year. Oh, good. Year. Good, yeah. good, good. Good. It was fun. Uh, it's different. Very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we would like to get over there, like you said, and just play clubs. Like, you know, I mean, yep. I say, head, you know, shows by ourselves, you know. Yeah. I think it'd yeah. be fun and really help build, you know, build stuff over there. Mm-hmm. And you can do that by just the small internet radio and just connecting yep. dots, you know. So it's it's pretty, um, it's it's fairly difficult and extremely complicated all at the same time. For sure, yep. But yeah, it'd be great. I'd love to see you guys do that stuff. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. should we go with Bristol next, there, Jason, and get, hear about your history of the Thunderbolts in Georgia, like how that, you know, your take on the spirit of Georgia and influence and all that. Yes, no. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. I'm not Bristol yet. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, I, we, you know, we're from Rome, Rome, Georgia. Um, well, I say that with a band's based in Rome, Georgia. Me and Riley are from Amurchie, Georgia. And then Logan, Zach, and TJ, of course, are from, they're from Taylorsville area, Cartersville, Taylorsville area. And um, really, I would say there's not really a rock music scene in Georgia. I mean, there there's bands, but not many. We really cut our teeth in in um, like open mic nights, like at Cartersville. Yeah. Um, of course, we did play some open mic nights, of course, in Rome. But um, we played a lot at a place called Sixes Tavern. A lot. I mean, just starting Zach, out. Zach and Jason are shaking yeah, their heads at all this yeah, stuff. They know. Yeah. Yeah. They know. Um. Uh. Um. We played a lot there, and then you know we got hooked up with, um, you know, booking H, playing a lot of bike rallies, um, you know, around just in Georgia and some in Alabama and stuff like that. And uh, but the Rome is Rome's more. It's like more country, very a lot a lot of big country acts come through Rome, um, but um. I mean, we love we. I mean, we love playing there when we can. It's it's also kind of hard to play in Rome. Why is that? So, I mean, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's cool. It's a cool place for sure. Isn't uh, Benji Shanks from Rome? 
He is. He went to Model High School in Shannon, which is the same high school my dad went to. Okay. And um, he used to be in a band called um, Captain Solar Cat. When I was younger, my dad showed me them. He uh, got a CD of theirs, and I'm, I think it was him and um, Dust. I think Dustin Scott Warren was um, in the band. I think, which I played a couple of times with him, but. Um, yeah, he's, he's from right here. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Northwest Georgia. Well, yeah. well, Zach and Jathan, you know, when we had you guys on for your episode, we got a little bit into your backstory, but go ahead and like talk a little bit about, you know, how you got where you're at and kind of where the, the Georgia scenes played into to where, where you are now. And then we'll get a little bit more in like the historical stuff for all these bands that really influenced all of you guys on the call, all on the, on the uh, pod, on the call. I feel like I'm at work. We're all hitting Zoom hangout at work. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I just got off work and I did this podcast. My brain is still at work. <laughs> now we, um, I guess we've been at what, two and a half, almost uh, two and a half years. And pretty much like Bristol said, you know, we're about, we're about 45 minutes to an hour away from them. So like Sixes Tavern and all that, we've played them too. And, uh, you know, um, uh, Joe, our piano player, he's from uh, Jasper, and Chris, our drummer, he is from uh, Rasaka, and we're, me and him, me and Jason are from Chatsworth, so uh, we pretty much kind of do the same thing that the Thunderbolts have done, this, you know, we started playing all these local places in, in Dalton and Cartersville and Chattanooga and Cleveland, uh, we've been kind of moving up in venues you know, and playing at the shed and playing at Toonies and a few other places. And uh, like he said, you know, biker rallies is really what, really what's been pushing our, pushing us kind of to a little bit to the next level. Cause I, they just seem to like that, you know, um, I, I guess it's a little bit on the rougher side of Southern rock and they like that stuff, you know? So that's, yeah. kind of, that's, that's what they like, man. You know, um, 
you know, we, we play a lot of Southern rock and do some, a lot of rock and roll. And then, you know, like our new album coming out, it's fixing to have some country tunes on it, you know, so we're going to be mixing it all because, you know, Joe is a, Joe is a fifties, sixties rock and roll piano player with some country all in it. Yeah. You know, and, I talk, man. and we love blues music. I mean, it's just everything, you know, I don't want to put a box on nothing, but. That's us, man. We've been a four-piece and uh, just been pushing to the next level and trying to get the album out and, you know, just getting, doing what it takes to sit and cut teeth every evening, you know? We, we've got a knock at the door. Oh. Miss Andrew Kyler. And... Is it a special guest, a holiday guest? <laughs> Is my screen expands now to even more people <laughs> is it santa claus who came who knocked on the door it might who is be. It? it's mr andrew kyler from rare birds oh sorry hey it's so good uh, oh okay oh, hang who on do you andrew who do you have with you <laughs> oh this is eric snotty longtime friend eric inter introduce yourself hey uh He's the mayor of Atlanta. <laughs> he is. Uh, Did you hey, say the mayor of Atlanta? <laughs> where, where's Where's Baby Dynamite? I don't see her. Where's Suze? I'm here. Oh, hey. Hey, fam. Hey. How you doing? Oh, I'm just talking too much as usual. Uh, that's what we love about you. All right. Well, hey. Listen, if our guests don't talk too much, then Brian and I have to talk, and nobody's on here to listen to what we have to say. Okay. So, uh, so, and I've got I've got Brandon on the phone. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I'm trying to figure out. So, Brandon, can you still hear me? Uh, nah. okay. so, <laughs> man, I'll, I'll Andrew, we are recording. So, just so yeah. you know, right? We're, we're we're in the midst of things, and we we had you guys jump in for us. Very unique to you know. We get to hear someone joining the call. It's usually when we're not rolling, but here we are rolling. This has become a holiday tradition when we do these shows because last time, I think it was Greg Martin jumped yeah, in. Two right years in ago, yeah. Of, yeah, two oh, years Greg. ago. Yeah, all of a sudden, and he kind of looks like Santa Claus. So that makes you gotta have a phone. You gotta have a phone ringing or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, right, right. We're working yeah. on, uh, we've talked about sound effects. A doorbell, you know, yeah. we can get a doorbell yeah. going or something. <laughs> Whatever they do in radio, you always have a sound guy or an effects guy who's over there making all those noises. Are we, are we loud enough? Yeah. We are. We're live. We can hear you. We can we can hear you. And thanks thanks for joining us, guys. We're just right, we're just cool. kind of getting into uh you know, where are you at with your music and kind of a little bit of the scene that's going on right now, and then we'll delve into a little history. So Andrew, I don't know if you've got if you guys are in a good spot to to hop on and talk a little bit about that now or if you want us to come back to you. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't want to let's let's uh, let's let everybody else uh, talk about what they're doing. And I'll, I'm happy to tell you about what we're doing. And maybe Eric can share some things. And uh, I think Brandon's actually going to try to scoot over here. He's uh, he's over in East Atlanta as well. But uh, it probably take him. Maybe 15, 20 to get over here if he can do it. That's OK. We can, uh, you know, everybody can can talk Brandon, here. No, I think he's on the way. Maybe on the way, can hey, Suzanne, can you talk about some, is there any particular singers from Georgia, you know, classic singers that have influenced you? 
Well, I mean, Otis comes to mind. Um, I, you know, I, I know that the Allman Brothers aren't truly a Georgia band, but, you know, Greg Allman, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> honestly, if I know y'all were talking about kind of who influenced you, me personally, I was always a British blues person. So I kind of studied what I call the great trifecta, which is like Steve Marriott, Paul Rogers, and uh, Terry Reed. And so to me, if I could kind of sound kind of like any one of them, I was super happy. Yeah, those are good ones. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know that's probably kind of a weird thing coming from a girl singer or something, but to me, it made perfect sense because I just kind of thought that uh, those were the people that moved me, and so I tried to just figure out my way of doing it without uh, sheer imitation, you know. And kind of carrying on from that, so from the singers, were there any bands, again, from from maybe even the, the scene that you're around, like whether it's Atlanta, whether it's Georgia in general, the South, that really inspired you, you know, outside of just, just those singers that you really wanted to kind of emulate? Well, is that directed at me? Yeah, sorry. Yes. Um, well, I mean, everybody wants to sound like Otis. People who don't, you know, whatever. But I mean, but then you have Ray Charles too, right? Mm -hmm. So right. like then you have, uh, I mean, you, you know, Chris is from Georgia as well. I mean, he, I think he's one of the best soul singers. I don't really even consider him a rock singer. I think he's a soul singer. Um. And I think that, uh, you know, kind of when you put all that stuff in the pot and, and then you just kind of, the whole key to it is eventually you stop listening to everybody and then hopefully you have enough in the gumbo that it comes out and you sound like yourself. So, um, yeah, I, it, it just, a, just a quick story regarding like Terry Reed. When we were overseas, we did a show and. London at Bush Hall and um, the guy that was the um, promoter Stuart Lyon had worked with Terry and Terry was actually on tour at that time and we kept missing him by one day <laughs> um, and so I remember Stuart telling us how much he loved 68 and that he said in particular to me he's like he would have really loved you you know, he really would be knocked out by what you guys are doing. So that's about as good as that can get. <laughs> when you're <laughs> idols and knowing somebody that would, he would have enjoyed your music. Yeah. I mean, that's, about, you know, you get people like that and in McLagan and whatever. And, you know, the people that are really kind of set the precedent. I know that's not Georgia people, but to me, they're all soul people. So I kind of lump them in all in one big pot because they're all coming from the same place. Yeah. And, and you guys too, and even, you know, going back to your talking about your singing voice and everything, you really had that soul and that blues. Thank you. With the, you know, a lot more. So whether it's like a Black Crows who were very, like you said, Chris is very soul. You really had that going for you and what you. you guys did. 
Yeah, I I think that I think that sixty eight at its height, there wasn't anybody that sounded like us. We we kind of cornered the market, but you know, one of the the best things, I was watching that metal show one time, and Buck Cherry was on, and they were talking about. <laughs> I just was like, you got to be kidding me. Um, they were talking about how they got together and they said, well, we just kind of considered ourselves a free prototype. And I called Andrew right after he said that, jo like Josh Todd. And, and I was like, I can't believe that somebody else actually had the same idea that we did. <laughs> that we want, we felt like we wanted to be a free prototype as well. And I mean, you know, who wouldn't, man? I mean, that's like one of the grooviest bands around. Yeah, and I would see 6875 a lot closer to that than Buck Cherry, although Buck Cherry does have some elements of Southern rock and stuff with it. Oh, man, they, they came out and completely kicked ass with that first yeah. record. Now, you know, after after a while, I don't know what happened, but but that original lineup, I mean, they were gritty, were fabulous. But my I guess my point is, is that there were other people that felt the same way and they had listened to a lot of the same people so it kind of made you feel like okay well I'm not outdated or outmoded it's it's you know I can say with pride that you know I, I listened to you know all the Otis Redding live records and just sat there and said I'll never be able to do that you know I'll yeah. never be able to sound like that I'll never be able to do that but I mean those are people that came out of Georgia that that people still hold up to the light and just say this is one of the greatest artists that ever walked the planet we lost him at what 27 mm -hmm. you know he did hadn't he even drowned? gotten was, did, did he accidentally drown what happened to, or did he no get he, no it was a plane crash Link, oh shoot just like all the other plane. greats okay yeah 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 so it, it wasn't an issue with anything else but but I mean, how phenomenal was that? You know, he just completely took over the Monterey Pop Festival. <laughs> completely just yeah. leveled it. A Georgia guy from you know, 26, 27 years old, one of the most amazing bands, completely kick ass all the time. And, and he's still slaying people from the grave. Yeah. Well, you, you have other great Georgia artists like the Black Crows who, of yep. course, covered a song which launched them into the stratosphere, right? Absolutely, yes. Uh, you said um, Paul Rogers again, free, uh, bad company, great mm -hmm. singer. So this is going to swing me over to my our next guest, our next question of Bristol. So we know TJ, when he, the first time he was on with us, that that's one of his icons, one of the guys he really emulates. For you, though, for the drummer, are there any people, any, maybe from the Georgia scene or just general scene growing up, that's really inspired you as a drummer? Mm, I don't know. Steve Gorman, for sure. I mean, like you said that, for sure. Um, um, you know, not, not really as much as you think. I was really more drumming, of course, like Bonham, for instance. I mean, I think yeah. that's that's a given, right? Uh, Bill Ward from Black Sabbath for me was yeah just the the sure power of his playing and the unorthodox stuff he did. 
especially in the early Sabbath records, more jazzy and um, well, there were heavy blues, heavy like you said, jazzy, it, a little experimental it, it, early on. Yeah, exactly for sure, for sure. And um, and then of course when you get to Master Reality and all, just the the heaviness, dude. It's just that's what gets me going and, and groove, a lot of groove. And then Alex Van Halen for me is up there because Van. I mean, I know we're talking about George Ars, but Van Halen for me was the band that got me into music or wanted to play music in general, just the energy, the, 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 I don't know. It's like, they're just having, having it's fun. fun. You know, it's, it's fun. fun. There's a lot of, if the record, nobody, you can't listen to a Van Halen album and not have a smile on your face. Exactly. It's just, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, for sure. Like, I know this ain't a drummer, but like my mom, she, she, you know, listen to a lot of bands, and there was a band out of Georgia, Rome, called South Gang, and um, Butch Walker was the um, mm-hmm. guitar oh. player before Marvelous Three, and oh I gosh, got a, yeah. a, a couple of their records. The early they had two South Gang records, and they're phenomenal. They're yeah. more 80s, 80s style, okay. but still has that Butch plays with that Southern. I mean, you can tell he's from Georgia, you know, so. Uh, I love South Gang, but um, yeah, that's it for me. South Gang. So I, I'm familiar with Butch Walker, Brian. I'm sure you are too in the Marvelous Three, who just actually put another record out, which yep. is fantastic. They re great band. Hell, Butch Walker solo. I see Butch Walker open for Ryan Adams before. Okay, yeah, doing the singer songwriter stuff. So that's great. You said South Gang, name of the band. Yeah, South Gang. Check them out. They had a video on MTV, Headbreakers Ball. It was, the song's called Tate and Angel. Uh, they, okay. were, they, they moved to California and they hit it. But, you know, it was like 90, 89, 90. So, you know, that stuff was. Yeah, you know, it's starting, starting to, to. It's on its yeah, way out. On its way out. So, Zach, where do you stand with South Gang and Butch Walker and all that? I, I really, that's a good call out, Bristol. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go and do my homework tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay Listen, we're that. all learning here we're all learning yeah. here uh butch walker is awesome the marvelous three are great i don't know how yeah. you like just a three-piece rock band a lot of melodies and heart just... well, yeah I, I'm, I think i'm gonna have to go do some homework tonight for sure well, I, who inspired somehow i miss that you know i don't well, we all learn here. I learn stuff all the time. Brian's the historian. He knows way more trivia and stuff than I I, I had heard of South Gang back when they came out. Yeah. I was probably too busy listening to um, Warren and Motley Crue to really pick that out, you know, and Aerosmith and Led Zeppelin and Junkyard. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you don't know Junkyard, check them out. Uh, I'm going to check them out. Yeah. Great, great band. And Pat Mazingo. The drummer is a good drummer and a good friend of ours, Bristol. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check him out for sure. Well, I would like to hear about how 6875 came together. So I don't know if Suzanne or Andrew, you know, whoever wants to go first. Can we uh, talk about the formation of 6875? I mean, I can. I don't know if he's... Andrew, do you want to talk about it or do you want me to do it? Huh? I think that's okay, you. I guess that means me. <laughs> um, well, like I told you guys, <laughs> um, we met in 1999, and 
the original 6875 was called Sanctified. And we kind of, you know, went through a few years and um, then went on hiatus for a while. And then we decided to kind of come back and come back under another name. And it was basically the same influences. It really was no different. Uh, 68 might have had a little bit more of an edge to them. But, you know, I, it, it's just all the same stuff. Um, and this time around, when we came back, like I was telling you guys, Facebook was up and running. There were all these people. Oh, there's a great band that I don't think they're, st they're around anymore. But uh, do you guys know Adam McIntyre from the Pinks? No. Okay, so. great. That's another great band from Atlanta. Uh, shout out to Adam. But but Stone Rider was another great band that he was in. And Stone Rider was playing with Blue Oyster Cult over in overseas. Um, I, I think they went to several countries. I don't know. So... Uh, I said to Andrew, I said, you know, we need to just start kind of connecting the dots here because I think this could be like an international thing if we played our cards right. Because I knew what the Atlanta scene was like and, you know, nothing bad against it, but you've got to get out beyond that if you're going to do anything at all. So anyway, um, so we just kind of started connecting the dots and there was a lot of independent radio and I just started sending things out and it took on um, a life of its own. And they were just kind of, to this day, we still have contact with, you know, all those people and they still support 68. It's like 68 won't die. <laughs> it's still there. And people would just love for it to come back. And we've been on hiatus for some time. But I can guarantee you that if we fired up again, people would be super excited and they would, you know, they would want to hear new material and see shows and everything else. So it's, uh, it would be pretty great if it could ever happen again. Well, we'd be fired up about it too. Would you really? Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Checks in the mail. <laughs> we know we know a good podcast you could go on to talk about when this happens again the deep well dive. i mean you know i i'm at the point where never say never uh because you just never know there there are too many people that just love that band i don't know exactly what it was that they were so taken with but but they just loved it they just loved it they won't let it go and so uh, it would be great to get it back and up and up and rolling on some level, but you know, we'll, we'll just see what 2024 shapes up to be. Just needs know. to be like a, a co co bills with the rare birds and 68. Um, and you guys do it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I would love that. It, you know, people ask all the time. It's like, can you come and, do this that and the other show or whatever and it's like well i'm in florida right now and so it's not as easy for me to just hop on a plane and just go make a guest appearance but but i mean you know that there certainly is a demand what would be wonderful is if we could get back over to europe that's what we would really like to do because we were able to do bigger shows there and the support 
is just phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Speaking speaking of tours, will have Thunderbolts and one for the road played shows together, or can we get like a short tour somewhere? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yes, for sure. We've, I mean, we've talked to each other. Like, hey, we need to get some shows. Like, I saw Zach at the shed, and like we were listening to their uh, some of their stuff. And I asked Zach, you know, they recorded here at a what uh, what studio was it here in Rome? It's um Open Road Recordings. Yeah, and uh, we were listening to it, and we're like, damn, that sounds good. And um, but yeah, we've we need we got to hook up and get some shows for sure. That that studio, that's with another Georgia guy, Dylan Rush. Yes, yeah, yep. that's what that's what Zach said. Yeah, we're gonna get him. We've tried to get him on before, but I think he was sick, and we had some other dates that didn't line up. But but he was sick for a while. I was worried about him. <laughs> I oh, was. Wow. Yeah, he doing okay like now. Three months, man. He went on like a hyenas. Jeez. Mm. Well, I think maybe so, we need to hear from the youngest person in the room there, Jason. Yeah, we, Georgia influence. We need to get together and do a show with Thunderbolts. I would love it. Actually, the first the big, first thing we did was the Headhunters and the Thunderbolts. Yep, yeah, first big show. You know. Yep, I remember that. Yep, about cool. twenty degrees, thirteen degrees outside. It's cold. <laughs> was that uh? Was that in uh? Was that in Rockmart? I mean, Ringo. Ringo. Yeah. Ringo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I got poison oak that day. <laughs> same cold weather I swear yep I woke up next day and it was all over me <laughs> how did isn't it how. too cold for that shit to spread it's, exactly <laughs> I, dude, that's what, that's what, we what are you doing was, and was, who are you was, doing it, was, it with it was 75 degrees the day before you know but like they said it was cold man like we were up there in jacket I mean you know it was cold that day yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go over to Zach and Jathan real fast to talk a little bit about some, some maybe some, some of your favorite Georgia bands or th- that you've seen or kind of what the older scene admit. You know, Suzanne brought up Otis Redding. You know, we've got um, obviously the Georgia Satellites. We have bands like REM. We've got the Black Crows. You know, we have all these different bands. Well, even Allman Brothers. I know we, you know, there, there's a, the Big House Museum in Macon. So we're going to adopt the Allman Brothers too. Like, Really, where do you see some of your favorites and some of the, some of the stuff coming out of Georgia? Well, you know, we've always, you know, since we're younger, Blackberry Smoke's been around yeah. forever, you know, yep. for with us, you know. My whole life. So. Well, his whole life. Yeah. You be quiet bro. there, Jason. Some <laughs> of us. <laughs> uh, you know, so, you know, them, but. You know, I, I grew up listening to, uh, I was always a huge country fan. Um, yeah. I was always a Merle Haggard, a Waylon Jennings, uh, outlaw country kind of. Yeah. David Allen Cole. And I sang a lot of country music. And yes. uh, that's kind of where my sound come from. And then my wife would, I, w- I would get to singing some rock stuff, start started trying to sing a little rock and roll stuff. My wife thought, you need to go out and start doing some rock and roll stuff. So when we created the band, you know, it's always been a huge Skinner and Allman Brothers and R.E.M. and Georgia Satellites and all, you know, I love all that, you know, and that's, I, so that was there. And then, 
like Bristol said, you know, we was in, I've always been into like the nineties rock and, um, and Jason loves Pantera and, and all that. Jason's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty much stuck in that metal era right now. I've been taking, listening to a lot of like, uh, a lot of Motorhead, Pantera, and all them. Pearl Jam, Creed, everybody. I mean, Motorhead yeah. had a very big blues influence on them, too. You know, again, they weren't like Black Sabbath. They weren't necessarily playing blues, but they certainly had those inspira- inspiration to the music. Dude, their cover of uh, Hellraiser, uh, that shit gets me pumped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Ozzy's version was great. But just listening to Lanny saying that song, I was like, yes. You know, you'd be riding in the truck ready to run a red light or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. I've heard, you know, somebody that makes you drive fast but never inspires you to run a red light. But all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna mark that one down as a as a new one. We live in a small town, man. <laughs> hey, I'm hey, I'm from a small town, rural North Dakota. So hey, man, here you're there. If the cop if the cop ain't sitting on the corner, you probably ain't gonna get caught. You know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well even pantera though pantera had well you know i know they started originally as more of that glam metal but they were they originally came they moved moved into more of like a southern metal style band and those guys you know dime and everybody would even say a lot of the inspiration and now you have you know playing guitar zach wild for pantera oh, who yeah. certainly came from blues and southern rock music you seen them in atlanta didn't you i went to see them in atlanta yeah i went to see them at uh lamb of god Oh, the thing yeah, I love about really Pantera, really? though, listen to Pantera, you can you can hear the blues inspirations off of it. Don Absolutely. Crazy Tom. Mm-hmm. Benny Paul is one of the greatest drummers. Rex Brown was a great bass player. It's funny when I see Bristol, I tell Bristol that y'all did a y'all did a cover of uh, Pantera, I believe, the first time I seen y'all. The, what? Uh, yeah, bro, bro, Pantera. Is, yeah. Which one was it? I think it was Great Southern Trend Kill, maybe. Yeah, we yeah we put that. I came I came up with that one. Like I said, hey, we need to do some Pantera, and that to That's me, like, I was telling that. Yeah, we put it right after it's all right. And I was like, bro, it's yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah. Wow, it sounds great. Did TJ sing that or what? Did he take a break? And no, I'm trying yeah, to picture TJ singing. TJ's chilling. TJ's chilling while we're jamming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're well, doing like a instrumental cover. When I see Bristol, I'm like, dude, you remind me of Vinny all day long, bro. And I should have, dude, I should have mentioned him. Mate. He is like, like you said, Jathan. He is, he's up there with mine too. Like him, I should have put him in there because he is definitely influential. Listen to them, man. Whenever they were doing Hell Yeah, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I yeah. couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, Pantera for sure is it's, it's my favorite metal band for sure as well. Same here. That's interesting that we've got a lot of people who love blues and Southern rock and country that have gone like really are big Pantera fans. Yeah. Yeah. My Spotify playlist goes from Jerry Reed to Pantera real quick. Hey, oh, Jerry yeah. Reed. Nice. I love he Jerry. Was, uh, do you watch Jerry Reed movies? I do. I do. What's your favorite Jerry Reed movies? Which, which one are you going with? The bandits. No, of course not, right? You can't beat him. I'll only the first one. I think was he the only one returned for the third one? Wasn't it more on him? And like there's yeah, no first yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah. 
probably the less said about that one, the better. But he's still a badass dude, though. Yeah. If you see, if you can find it, there's a well. You can find it just on Google, just or uh, YouTube. Uh, Jerry Reed and BB King. It's freaking just awesome. Oh, wow. playing together. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Wow. So we have to check that out. We have Andrew Kyler in the house him. yet. Andrew. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, it's your turn now, man. <laughs> You're the one oh, who goes man. the farthest back in this Georgia stuff, Atlanta scene. We'd love to hear all about it. Uh, well, we can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, literally almost as long as I've been here, I've known Eric. So, uh, well, I mean, well, tell us a little bit about Eric too while you're doing this because we don't know Eric. Oh, you, you, um, you, you know Eric, you just don't know you know Eric. <laughs> I, I work for Blackberry Smoke, really? Yeah, <laughs> for the last we're all we all got silent, so continue. <laughs> the floor yeah, is the floor is yours, Eric. No, so well, you, you can't leave it there. Tell them you, um, you well, how, how many I, bands have you, you managed? How many shows have you put on? Well, well, let's get to right the point right now with Blackberry Smoke. I worked with Blackberry Smoke for the last 12 years, well, 11 years. Yeah, I, I'm the t shirt guy, okay? Oh, for like, yeah, for since then, but before that, I've known Britt and Richard going back to the mid 80s. I met Charlie in the early 90s yep i've known andrew since the early 80s the dawn of time <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh hey eric hey Susie, how are you darling oh i'm fine but um as far as atlanta music scene goes i've been in it my entire life pretty much um in maria at oxford oh oh yeah i went to Emory at Oxford, which is the junior college for Emory University, where at the time, a guy named Randy Blazak was going to school, who at the outset at that time was the manager for Driving and Crying. Mm-hmm. And then he still works with Driving up for years, even after they got Jim Barber to be their manager. Um I heard you guys talking about Jerry Reed. A lot of things people don't realize that Jerry Reed was born in Atlanta. Really? Yes. And he went to O'Keefe High School. O'Keefe High School is now, the only thing left of O'Keefe High School is the old O'Keefe Gym, which is a building right next to Alexander Memorial Coliseum, which is on the campus of Georgia Tech. So Jerry Reed from downtown Atlanta. Wow. so Eric, were you, were you hanging out in the you know little five points there in the mid eighties and every bit during, of it. during the Mister Crow's <laughs> Garden days? Yes. Did you go to? Did you hang out at Steve and Chris's and Sven's house? Um, well, I knew Sven when Sven was playing with Mary My Hope, which was before he was in the Crows. Um, let me see. In fact, for that matter, I met Steve Gorman. Steve and Sven were in. Yeah, Steve came from Mary My Hope. Right. Before he joined the Crows. Yeah, the dugout, which was over by Emory. Um, So, yeah, I've known all those guys forever. I mean, Steve used to work at. So he's working at Wax and Facts. He's working at Wax and Facts and Fellini's. And Fellini's, yeah. Worked for uh, Gary Hell for a while. Yeah, Tupelo. Yeah, there you go. Um, Chris. And Rich, 
I used to hang out with Chris a lot more. Rich never, not so much because Rich didn't really hang out because Rich was 17. He was 17. And <laughs> you hear that, Jason? You got to stay away from these guys until you're older. About <laughs> six more months. But, uh, but Chris, I used to see Chris all the time everywhere. In fact, back then I was managing a band called Gardens of, which were. Some of the guys that were in a band called Neon Christ, which was an early old hard, uh, hardcore punk band. Hmm. Um, and then I started working with a band called the Tombstones. If you haven't heard of them, Stevie T or Stevie Tombstone, you should probably look up because it was Stevie, Will, and Pat Parker. They put one record out on Gary's label. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was called Preaching and Praying and Guitar Playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were like one of the first cow punk kind of bands i guess they uh used to do a lot of shows stuff with jason and the scorchers back in the day was was punk big in in atlanta in that time um yeah pretty much i mean a lot of bands the only place they would play in the south would be in atlanta at a place called the metroplex that i worked at yep saw the bad brains there yeah my um, brains, okay. That's where I saw Motorhead you, for the first time. Yeah, because you usually don't put like southern states and punk music together very often. A lot it of people feel don't, like it's and over. that's then that's a very yeah. big misconception. Right. Because a lot of people don't think that there was a big punk movement or hardcore movement, but there really was. I mean, the only really, the Neon Christ was big. There's a band called DDT. But there was also, I mean, the big thing was the fact that we're, because we were in Atlanta, there weren't that many place, places for people to come to. So Guar, when they started, they would always come to Atlanta to play the Metroplex because that was the only place they could bring and do their whole entire full show. And, it, you know, the stage props, everything. Yeah. Um, then you had COC, Corrosion of Conformity, that used to come down from Raleigh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you look yeah. at one of the records... I can't remember which one it was, but it's got a bunch of flyers on it. And if you look at that that one, the one sheet with the flyers, there's only one flyer on that where CSC's name wasn't at the top. And the band mm-hmm. on the top of that 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 one flyer is Neon Christ. So wow, that's where I kind of that's where I started. Is I got a question this- about uh, Fellini's? Is that still there? And I'd love to hear some stories. Fellini's, from- it's, um, it's the, there. But it's it's there. all different. It's uh, well, the original one that Steve and Andrew worked at. That's uh, it's still that's a pizza not, place. It's a pizza it's, place, but yeah, it's definitely not the same. Fellini's in general as a company still exists, and it's, that part of it's the same. No, that yeah, was a big hang for musicians, wasn't it? Musicians. No. Yeah. Well, they still have some. Yeah. Excuse me. That was a big hang for musicians, wasn't it? Oh, very much so. Yeah. I mean, the one in Buckhead with the first one, and then when they opened the one in Little Five oh. Points. And that's where, I mean, the thing is about Fellini's is they would hire musicians because they knew that those guys needed jobs. And it helped the fact that Clay, the owner, Clay Harper, and him, his partner, Mike, um, were big into music. Clay had his own bands. He was in uh, the, Coolies. the Coolies. was uh, the biggest one. Yeah, he had the, what was the, yeah, in the rap group with uh, Mod Mike. Yeah, <laughs> he was in Supreme Court too. Was that? Did, you, uh, did you say a rap group? Yeah, yeah. 
he and uh, he and Mod Mike, the uh, the manager, they had a they had a, a rap group. Yeah, so it's you know Clay Clay still puts out records. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. In fact, that one point they opened. I mean, they owned the Royal Peacock, which is a legendary R and B venue on Auburn Avenue in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, where? Oh man, yeah. Well, everybody played. Ray Charles, uh, Howlin' Wolf. Uh, well, Jimi Hendrix played there when he was a part of um, Little Richard's band. Yeah. Yep. Um, Aretha played there. Yeah. In fact, uh, there's there's a hotel downtown called the American Hotel. And if you go in their lobby, they've got this wall with all the people that stayed there. And, you know, of course, there's like Lyndon Johnson and, uh, uh, you know, pictures of King, you know, talking to uh, Lyndon Johnson. But there's also like Ike and Tina Turner. There was photos of Diana Ross. There's photos of Hendrix. There's photos of, you know, Steve McQueen, all these people hanging out in the lobby of this, uh, this, this hotel that's right downtown called The American. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I think so. But yeah. Definitely. Right. Sounds like sounds like Eric needs his own episode at some point, Brian. <laughs> he does. <laughs> definitely. He definitely this, does. We this love Eric. Broad panel is gonna be tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, what's what's going on with you? I mean, we'll, we can get back to, to Eric here a little bit, but what's well, what's going on with you? Okay, well, you know, well, Brandon's here too. So uh Hey Brandon. Hey, what's going on, y'all? So, hey, uh, Brandon. Hey, Suzette. We uh, we played over the weekend, and we have another show coming up on uh, Saturday with uh, a band called The Minx out of Nashville. And uh, I think that's pretty much uh, our last show for the year, but then we'll you know, we'll kick it into gear and be uh, up and running for, uh, you know, 2024. We I think the last time we talk to you guys and i think we already talked about the fact that we are working on the new record already we've got about 18 songs uh you know in the can that we are going back through now and trying to figure out which of those will actually try to put on a record and uh we'll just keep whittling you know away at that and you know we're, we're doing the same thing that everybody else is trying to do just trying to figure <laughs> figure out a way to keep it keep the wheels rolling keep it going <laughs> yeah you got you guys um andrew the rare birds are very similar to one for the road here with with zach and jathan where i know brandon was a little bit more of a country guy and came over to the rock stuff where yeah. uh one for the road is very much the same right zach you were a little bit more country and now you kind of morphed into a little bit more southern rocky yeah cool you would you would make a good pair or or the th all three of you guys that's need to what go i was gonna say Jason and I aren't promoters, but we play promoters on our internet. So now Georgia Palooza is going to happen. And we have <laughs> yeah. Eric who smokes Blackberry Good. Smoke. So we've got Smoke. We've got One for the Road, Rare Birds. We've got Georgia Thunderbolts. And we have special guest Suzanne Sledge coming in to sing with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm not ready to come out of retirement. I mean, at least for Georgia Palooza, you could. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had enough of just kind of sitting around, so I need to get back to business. So, um, so maybe that needs to be my thing for 2024. Stop messing around. See, there we go. And I think anybody here would would love to see what what's going on for sure. Yeah, sure. So All right. Me, so, go ahead, Brian. 
I didn't raise my hand. I yeah, my own I'm forgetting too, right? <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It, can we get from either uh, Eric or Andrew, uh, uh, you know, a, a anecdote from back in the, the, you know, Mr. Crow's garden days at Fellini's or at their house or just something funny? We've already heard about, Andrew told us about Gorman's scooter with the flashlight as a headlight. Anything else? Something funny that that doesn't involve a crime or anything, or <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let Eric. I'm gonna let Eric take that. Well, one. there is one thing. There's one thing that did happen. Um, if if you were around Atlanta, you would remember, especially during the Democratic National Convention in '88. There was a oh, club, there was a club called oh. Rio. Club Rio. Yeah, Which sure. is where the infamous Rob Lowe thing happened. Way back oh, with the, with the underage. But um, yeah. they used to do bands, used to play there a lot. And there was a night that Mr. Crow's Garden was playing, but they had a dress coat. And they didn't like people wearing baseball caps, which I've been wearing a baseball cap on my head my entire life. And I ran into Chris after I, I said, I, well, I went to go, go see them and just hang out. And, and uh, they took my hat at the door and I was, I, Chris could look at looked at me and goes, what's wrong? I said, they took my hat. And he goes, what? Why? I said, they got a fucking dress code. He goes, wait one second. He went right back to the front, grabbed my hat and gave it back to me. said, now let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in a better mood. Yeah. <laughs> He's always been feisty and, and anti-authority. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, what what's going on in in, in Georgia these days? So then this is open floor to everybody. We've got you know one for the road coming coming through. You know the Thunderbolts have broken through and are, are touring nationally, internationally. You know Eric, you know you've got your history. You're still working with Blackberry Smoke, Andrew. You've got your things going, and Brandon go with with uh, um, Rare Birds. But like, kind of, what are we seeing from Georgia right now in the term of music? Like is Bigger things, you jump on that, Brandon. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I, that, I mean, I feel like there's there's still a lot going, man. There's still, you know, uh, I mean, the Atlanta, you know, rock scene is it, it's still there, it's still very much, uh, you know, kind of thriving when you know where to look. Um, and you know, it's kind of cool, like we're hearing about, you know, some kind of new rock clubs open. What's that black strap? Black strap, something like that. Opening up, up in Gainesville, and, yeah. opening on up north. Which, kind of, you know. That one, that club is owned by Kyle Sanders, who is Troy Sanders' older brother. Oh, Mastodon. Yep. I love Troy. Oh, Kyle was also in Hell Yeah with Vinnie Paul. He was in the last on the last record or two of Hell Yeah. Mm. But. Yeah, so I mean, in fact, we uh, we met uh, an, we played up in Woodstock on Saturday and uh, had a couple of different bands come out, but uh, we met uh, some guys in a band called the Shady Lurkers that I think you guys probably need to check out. <laughs> Anybody know the Shady Lurkers? No, no. Uh, they, they, but the the thing about the Shady Lurkers, they bring out. I mean, they. They play with like a Hammond organ. They bring a Hammond organ out. So they're gonna, uh, I think they're playing on the 23rd and uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is hmm. uh, okay. night before Christmas Eve. Yeah. The real Baby show. Lurker, I'm writing that down. The real show is when they're going to go play at Smith's and have to take that Hammond up the, uh, yeah. 
yeah. two story. Oh God! Stairwell. Yeah. Not enough in my yeah. life. <laughs> Leon Russell story about Smiths. Yeah. Oh, Lee, our tour manager yeah. worked yeah. for Leon. Uh, yeah. Dan Nolan tells a really funny story about. Uh, <laughs> he booked Leon Russell to play uh, Smiths Old Bar, and uh, Leon. <laughs> Leon showed up with a baby grand piano and they couldn't get up the stairs. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so um, you, you got to hear Dan tell that story because it was uh, um, some some great compliments they were sharing. Hey, Andrew, you remember that members when we opened for Leon at Masquerade? Yeah, and his, his daughters. Yeah, he had his daughters singing and they were having a ball. <laughs> Yeah. Is Masquerade a, a Atlanta thing? The Georgia yeah. thing? So Masquerade, uh, this, well, it's still going. Actually, it's like its own complex now. It's like in the underground Atlanta. It's basically three different clubs, but uh, uh, it used to be on North Avenue and it used to be three levels. So it was like three different clubs in one complex and you know, God, uh, literally, I mean, yeah, we played with Leon there, but I mean, we've, we've seen like, you name it, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, they played there, you know, of course I'm a, I'm a big bad brains fan. They played there Fugazi played there. Uh, Susan and I, uh, 68, I think, I think we played the very last show that they had at, uh, Masquerade. And that was with a band from the UK called the Temperance Movement. Yeah, that was a good show, and, yeah. Uh, Richard, Richard came. <laughs> Richard came to that show and sat on the couch, and uh, it was. I was there. Yeah. So, and what was uh, what was the other, what was the other show that was like one of the last shows that they had? There? I think Graveyard was one of the last shows that they had there. Oh, Graveyard was, just, was phenomenal. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was just. It, it's hard to describe, but you know, it, it used to be an old mill, and so all that all that super old wood. You know, like you go in yeah. there and the floors are older than anybody, man. It's just, you know, beams were all old and wood and just a great sounding room. Mm-hmm. Well, mm -hmm. like really a great and... place to see a band. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, Brandon was talking about there's a guy in town. His name is Thomas. And he works in the basement of uh, Big House Guitars. But he is making custom guitars made out of the wood from the masquerade. They oh wow! And pulled up the floors, and you know they're making guitars out of it. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's Brian. Cool. They mentioned graveyard. Didn't somebody recently in our podcast mention graveyard? Do you remember that name? Sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember, but I'm writing down bands, names of bands, and clubs, and guitar shops, and appreciate. Yeah, all this Zach info. and I need to figure out about those guitars made from those floors of masquerade. Zach, what do you think? Oh yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, in fact, um, you guys heard of a band called Royal Thunder? Royal Thunder. No. Mm -hmm. so. Oh man, you you got to check out Royal Thunder. They're, now, they're what about Mel? Uh, uh, they're a guitar player. It's a three piece band, and they're uh, I mean they live up in Marietta, but they you know they've toured everywhere. And uh, but he's he manages Big House Guitars, and okay. if you just call over there and, and uh, you know. He'll probably pick up, but he could probably put you in touch with Thomas. Thomas is in the in the basement. Zach, are you familiar with Big House Guitars? 
No, I'm not. The So it's weird. We haven't done a, much in uh, the Atlanta area yet. Um, I know that our booking agent is starting to work on that for us, you know, Ooh. get us down that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we played we've been down we played woodstock one time okay and uh they brought us in to a place called keegan's irish pub yeah. and they mm-hmm. put they, yeah, yeah well they put it they put us in a they we come down there to play a show and um so we you know we load up got the trailer and everything loaded everything out got on the got on their little video stage they wanted us to play on and uh I think we was like in second or third song and the manager comes running in there and says, y'all were just too loud, you know? <laughs> and uh, That's a good thing. And I was like, okay, you know, when I kept time, you know, we turned, I'm a very, you know, professional kind of musician, you know, I'll, I'll turn it down, you know? So we went in there and turned it down and uh, we started, uh, started, started again. And yeah. they come in there bitching at us. Like that woman was, <laughs> Mad. I mean, mad. <laughs> so, I, so you know what? We, uh, I cranked it up one last time. Uh, we uh, finished the chip, and I walked off the stage, and I walked to the manager. I said, man, I, you know, I appreciate everything. I said, I don't need no money, uh, but I'm loading my crap up, and I'm getting out of here. I said, go, have a nice day, <laughs> you know? So, but, yeah, we would love to start playing down Atlanta. We got a um, – that's that's one of the next moves that this band wants to do because we're moving, we're moving a little west because we you know we're we're looking at maybe Texas and stuff like that this year huh. or or in twenty four, yeah. Indianapolis and stuff like that. So we're we're starting to push that way, but we've been wanting to get down into Atlanta. Yeah, come yeah. on. So the, the next time you guys play out in Woodstock, uh, Mad Life is is literally right down the street. I think from the place that you did play. So yeah, reach, reach out to uh, Greg Shaddix. I mean, because I, I think he, he'd love you. He would dig what you guys do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of my, uh, seen a lot of videos from Mad Life. Man, that place looks cool, dude. I mean, it really does. You know. Yeah, I, I think you guys are digging. Plus, I think they would they would get into what you you do. They they have, they have like a, a main stage inside, but they also. Yeah. They have like a, a patio stage, which I, I kind of mm-hmm. like. It's like it's almost like playing uh, outdoors, you know, like a, a festival. Right. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So yeah, check it yeah, out. We're gonna, we're gonna most definitely try to get down there again. Sounds good. Yeah, Bristol, are you familiar with that place? With a... We are. Yeah, we've played there a couple times. We actually, when we first got together in like 2016, we played like some. Uh, I think it was like Battle of the Bands down there. And um, we played that, and then we played a couple shows after that, I think. And mm-hmm. it's 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 a really cool place, man. Like, um, I think the Outlaws have played there as well. I think we yeah, saw the Outlaws was, play they there. Just, they, they just, just played there. there. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, like, when we played there, they had a guy that was mixing – um, like he can record your whole set and mix it and send it to you for pretty cheap as well. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. But we need to get back in there. It's a cool place. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. We need a live Georgia Thunderbolts record. Hey, that would that would be cool. That would be cool. We need to we need with to look, you uh, breaking in some instrumental Pantera stuff too for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. For sure. Now, where where do you guys play up in Rome? What's what's a good place to play up in Rome? 
Um, Peaches is probably the the place in Ronald okay. for sure. Um, it used to be called the Brew House. Um, Peaches was the Brew House, which was the station before that. Yeah, it's been. God, I don't remember. That place has had so many different names over it's, the years. It has. In yeah, fact, I, South Gang played there way back in the day. Peaches. I, yeah, I think, uh, remember the impotent sea snakes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Impotent sea snakes. Yeah. The name of the band. <laughs> the impotent sea snakes, which is Brian, who was, is one of the owners of uh, Masquerade. They played up at Peaches, and I think. Uh, um, and they never played again. No, because no. their, their stage show was kind of like, uh, like if you took the butthole surfers oh, and you Lord. said, "Yeah, w- what can we do that's." A little bit more than the butthole surface. Oh my god! That's kind of <laughs> hard pass, hard pass. Yeah. So, um, but, but but they are a great band, and they uh, they played it with Peaches. But I think they got you know, two or three songs in, and they, they shut them down. <laughs> so, dang. Yeah, we need to go check it out. Speaking mm-hmm. speaking of uh, Rome, Georgia, I don't. Have you guys seen like these little clips that Chris and Richmond doing with Georgia Cruelius? And they talked about playing once in in Rome. I can't remember the name of the place, but they played with some family uh, bluegrass band called the Dirt Daubers. But oh, I can't no. remember. Hmm. It's a little like five minute clip. Just, uh, hmm. You know, our, our drummer Sean Thacker is actually like well, Sean and his partner are you know they uh, Deborah. You know they, they're born and raised uh, in Rome, so they they you know there's probably not a street up there that Sean hasn't skateboarded down. <laughs> okay yeah cool yeah zach are you guys in rome or just close to it uh we're like 45 minutes out but we okay. record down there that's okay. where our studio is at that's where dylan's studio is at yeah it's in rome okay so you're yeah, not we're, uh, the- we're 45 minutes north and uh chatsworth uh, chatsworth speedway exactly What's everybody else for? Yeah, they all that, that and uh, is it Friday or Saturday night wrestling? And running red lights. And <laughs> <laughs> running red lights. <laughs> only only one listen to the right music. <laughs> Zach, you got to write a song about that music that inspires you to to run a red light. Hey man, I say you know if you if you're sitting in the studio and uh, you can't drive to it, you know, why well, put it on right. the album? You know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was just remembering another another guy that I that you know friend of ours, friend of your guys that we've had on three four times from you know as Jason would call him the roses, them dirty roses. Andrew Davis, he like he's living like like right in, on the Georgia border, isn't he? Or like I think he's in Cartersville now. Cartersville, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I know the rest of the boys are still. Uh, I think living in Rainbow City, Gaston area. Because um, yeah. you know Frank just had that baby and stuff. Right. And uh, but yeah, uh, Andrew has been in Cartersville. I think for about the last last year. I think. Didn't he also you know, do? Didn't huh? they? They cut stuff at Dylan's studio too, right? Oh, uh, they have. Yes. Okay. Um, there's another little secret in there that I can't expose, but you okay. know, well, record well, comes out. You you'll you'll probably you'll get to hear it. You'll okay. know. Very cool. I saw Andrew and the guys Friday night. They're open up in Columbus, Ohio, for the Steelwoods, and Andrew looked great. I, he's like 
he's working out and running and doing jujitsu. Oh, so yeah. That's what I did. We we went up, me and my wife, uh, you know, we had a weekend off, so we went up to the shed and yeah. uh, went and hung out with the boys for the two nights there. And uh, and that's what I told him. I said, dude, you've been looking like you've been pumping some iron or doing something. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, he, he looked uh, good. He does. He looks good. I was proud of him. I was like, yeah, I wish I looked that good. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I speaking, said he's going to have some really nice wedding right. photos. Like that's what he's doing. <laughs> speaking speaking of the shed, I'm just going to like plug that I'm going to be. My wife and I are going to be at all three shows, Blackberry Smoke shows at the shed. So oh, Eric, wow. I'll probably say hi oh, to you. Anybody else wants to make it, hang out, It'd be a great time. We'd love to. Yeah, I know that we just Eric will be there. The I yeah. know we just confirmed the date that we're going to be there. When are you going to be there? Uh, March fifteenth, I think we're going to do an indoor show. Yeah, um, I would love to come up there for the Blackberry Smoke, but I think we're going on family vacation that week. Right, graduation too. Yeah, and he graduates that week too, so I don't know how. Do you think we're not reminding us how young you are? It makes us all feel bad about ourselves. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not it's, laughing at you. That's like a mortal existential uh, dread. But I, yeah, told him that, I, I told him that he had, if he wanted to have it, that well, he could go see Blackberry Smoke and we'll forget about the graduation. We'll go pick his diploma up next week. That's right. They're not going to throw it away. You can just swing by the school, go in the office. I'll give it to you. I thought about I thought, it. I thought it was called rock and roll, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you, you're like the Black Crows. Yeah, you, you know the the, the your relation, and then you got the the 17 year old. You're waiting to graduate high school before you really go out and kick it in the high gear. Yeah, that's kind of why we've been sticking around, man. Uh, you know, because we're waiting on him to get out of school, and uh, you know, after after May, man, you know, it's looking like we're going to be doing some traveling. Actually, you know, we did a little bit this past year. You know, we did, you know, typical Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, Florida. Alabama, you know, uh, so we, you know, we've been doing a lot of the Southeast camp, you know, yeah. done South, uh, I think we've done a South Carolina show. Um, so, you know, we kind of stayed around here, something we can get back to, but, uh, yeah, once he's out of school, man, we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, doing a lot of traveling, I believe. Yeah. You, you it sounds like, like Suzanne's like truckers and just get a guardianship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, the thing is he lives with me, you know, so I'm pretty much his guardian. So, yeah. Okay. Here you go. So you can do whatever you can do whatever you want, man. Just just go. Just yeah. go. That's kind of the plan afterwards. I'm hoping to just kind of go on a van or something, play some music. That's that's the only way to do it. That's what all these guys have done with Suzanne, Andrew, you know, Bristol, you guys have all. That's how you that's how you start. The only way to start. Maybe how you end. <laughs> The what? I was say I was laughing because I'm saying he was he said that's how you start and we're we're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you so continue. That's how you start. I just that's right. I didn't say that you stop. You just start. You just, you just go. <laughs> All well, right. You know. <laughs> you know, the buses aren't always what they've cracked up to be. I'm sure. No. But very we expensive. Well, they can be, but I mean, you know, we had a lot of fun when we were overseas and doing that stuff. I mean, it was just every day was a, another adventure and just yeah. 
Were we going to be able to pull it off? It was like walking a a, a high wire every day. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have a driver. I'll just I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't but they do have to take breaks, though. They have to take breaks for the DOT, you know, and that that can get you in trouble too. Yeah, I mean it. It's there's not there's nothing like that. There's nothing like being absolutely exhausted, getting out of a van. Your clothes are all wrinkled. You probably need a shower. Your voice is going. And then somehow you manage to just get on stage for, I don't know, 45 minutes, hour and a half, whatever. And you don't even know how you managed to finish the set. And then it turns out to be one of the best sets you've ever done. That's what touring's like. Yeah. <laughs> And then you just drop into that deep, dark depression after you go home and you can't believe that, you know, I've actually got to empty a trash can or, you know, uh, wash clothes or something and be a, a normal human again. How boring is that? <laughs> boring. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it it's really like is. Ryan and I leave every, every day. We live that. <laughs> we live the boring lifestyle. We well, live vicariously I mean, through y'all. Well, I've, I've been I've been living a boring life for some time, but but it's a great balance though because it kind of makes you appreciate both sides of it. You when you know you get out there and you heal up from being exhausted and whatever, and get back out there and you want to do it again, and and it's you know those that got the winning lottery ticket like the Aerosmiths of the world, the Crows of the world, the people that are really got to the highest levels. I hope that they realize every day how lucky they are because there's going to be fewer and fewer people going to reach that those levels. Yeah. Doing rock and roll, it's just not, it's not going to happen. But it is possible, like, like you got Rival Sons right now. I, personally, I think they're one of the best rock and roll bands out there. Uh, awesome. You know? They're incredible, but, but, you know, they're probably barely, you know, holding things together, but they look fantastic doing it. They're doing great stuff. And, uh, you know, for those that kind of have that in the blood, that's, you don't really have a choice in the matter. That's kind of what you do. <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind of speaking of which, and it's trying to drive us all home as we're talking about the bus and the van and everything let's let's run around the room here a little bit and let's talk a what's next for you guys or what's going on and then you have to give us our christmas rock and roll or holiday rock and roll song because that's where we're at so we'll start with the youngest band and we'll move up to our, our experience crew so one for the road zach jathan like what's what's next for you guys and give us your holiday music pick um I'll let Jason do the holiday pick. Um, we uh, we're going to be coming out with a debut album, uh, March. That's what we're shooting for. Uh, we got two songs left in the studio uh, that are getting cut uh, the day after Christmas. Um, we're going to be in there for about three days. We're fixing to come out with. Um, we got a whole new merch line coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so you can, you know, we're finally got our own, uh, finally got our own online merch store, um, and going to have that new album coming out. 
uh, going to be doing some new states next year, and uh, it's going to be pushing for the next level in our career. So uh, we're pretty stoked about it, for sure. I know that. Gonna, as soon as Jathan graduates high school, it's n- you're all, all over the place. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what we uh, signed up for. Hell, we didn't pick it. It picked us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jathan, give us give us a good holiday song. Oh, uh, I had to let him do it because I'm more like the Grinch. I don't like Christmas. Music. Well, I mean, there there, there, there is one that uh, that went popular a few years ago. I'm sure it's still popular now. It's uh, Small Town Titans. They did a version of uh, Mr. Grinch that was really good. But of course, Thunderbolts. They did their version of uh, Rock Around the Christmas Tree. They did. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a great I loved it. So, I mean, there's two right there. Good choices. Yeah. And very nice because it's one of our guests. And then we're going to throw it over to you, Bristol. What's going on with the Thunderbolts? And give us a holiday music pick. Uh, we're wrapped up for the year. We're playing our last show this weekend. Um, we got the album done. We got a new album coming out hopefully next year, early. Early next year. And... um getting album artwork, you know, getting, you know, press releases and all that, you know, all that, you know, fun stuff. And uh, hopefully getting a tour, tour together, hopefully. And um, that's about it. I mean, we're just ready for next year. and We need that record, next- man. Come on, let's go. I know. I know, man. It's been done for a while. We're ready to get it out, man. Um, You know, uh, Blackstone Cherry just released their record. And uh, – yep. Now we're ready for Mascar to be like, hey, we're next. We're ready. So it's like, we're, so yes, yeah, we're waiting on that, man. Okay. All right. You're going to come out of the holidays, ready to get on the road, support the new record, have a new tour. Yeah. Yeah. And and come to Ohio, but again, not Cleveland, because that doesn't count. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> uh, give us your holiday, your holiday music selection. I'm like I do. I'm honestly like Zach, man. I don't. I'm the Grinch, but I mean TJ. He is all in the Christmas stuff. He loves like White Christmas, Ben Crosby. Okay. Um, if I had to choose one, I guess it'd be like Run, Run Rudolph, Chuck Berry. I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I guess I'd go with that one. I can't go wrong there. That's a great. Yeah. That's a classic pick right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go over to our, our rare birds crew and our and with Eric and you guys are all gonna to have to tell us a little bit about what you're going on and then all pick a holiday song. So Andrew, over to you and your crew. Okay, so uh, uh, Brandon, you gotta I, I'll, I'll jump on a holiday song. Yeah, I got your holiday song. So at uh, Little Five Points, uh, the Star Bar. Uh, I don't know Brian Malone. Uh, you know he does a lot of the booking there, and he's always out there. <laughs> He's he's got a band called Bad Spell. He's also got the band the Forty Fives. Yeah, and so he also just released. You know, he recorded it in Little Five Points with uh, like Sean Clive from Solid State Radio, um, and Rick Moore from Skin Job. Some of those cats uh, called Saturday Night Christmas, uh, and the band is they call themselves BG Malone and the Diamond Street Players. Um, wow! And hey, I just dropped it. <laughs> Last week, it's pretty good. Wow. It's pretty good song, man. Yeah, check it out. Okay, what would you write that down? What would I pick? <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas! I don't want to fight by the Ramones. 
All right. Oh, great. We Eric's all about the punk stuff. I love it. Eric, you're a man after my own heart. And I'm going to go with uh, Santa Claus Come to the Ghetto, James Brown. <laughs> yeah. 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 You guys are coming with the holiday fire. I love it. Okay. What's, what's up with next for the Rare Birds? Uh, let's see. So Saturday night uh, with the mates from Nashville and uh, uh, B-Porges from Athens. So we're, we're doing that down at uh, – Vinyl, which is part of the center stage complex. And then uh, I guess we all kind of scatter for uh, Christmas break there. And then as soon as uh, we all get back, we start working on, uh, you know, trying to tweak on the new record. So uh, and, and that'll be pretty much what we do. And then we have a couple of things that we're we haven't announced yet, but we have some shows coming up in uh, early 2024. So uh, but, you know. That's pretty much what we're doing. Rinse and repeat. We're expecting this record in 24 as well. Yeah. So hopefully. This is great. So we got one for the road. We've got Georgia Thunderbolts and the Rare Birds. We should all see records from. If all we're works on. out. All right. Love it. Eric, Eric, what's up with you? What's next for you? Uh, well, Blackberry Smoke does a New Year's Eve run. That I'll do. I want to see, right? We're doing. Yeah, we do. Roanoke on the 29th, Hawassi on the 30th, Spartanburg on the 31st. And then after that, I'll go out and tour manage Charlie on his acoustic shows. I'll see you in Cincinnati. I already my tickets for a Cincinnati show. They're just they just added a Cincinnati show, show so there's gonna be two shows in Cincinnati. They now. did, it sold out so fast. Yeah, I waited yeah. 15 minutes from the pre-sale and like almost every seat was gone. Yeah, so we're doing Cincinnati for that, for the two nights. I think it's the 10th and 11th, and the 12th we'll be in Bloomington, Illinois, and then the 13th, I think it's Evanston, Illinois. Then we come down and do Atlanta, Macon, and Decatur, Alabama. Nice. And then you're coming to Columbus, Ohio, the full band, end of February at the Newport, and I'm going to see you guys there as well. In fact, I'll I'll be in I'll be in Jamestown, Ohio at Christmas. Oh well, not yeah, not too far away. Shoot me a note, man. And then I'll be at the. Then I think I'm going to the Blue Jackets game on the 23rd. So, all right, I'm in the Columbus area. Just let me know, man. Co coffee's on well, me. My buddy owns a. Do you ever do you ever go to a Lost Weekend Records? Yes, in Columbus. Yes. That's, that's my buddy Kyle. I went to school with Kyle. <laughs> well, I'm next time I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna look for Kyle and I'm telling him I know you. Uh, I just talked to Kyle about 15 minutes ago, right before nice. I got on this. Very nice. Well, great. I hope to run into you at least on the road or if you're visiting in town. Cool. And we need to have a, a full episode with you and your history for sure. Uh, if, <laughs> my, my days are always full. But okay. you know, we can we'll figure something out. All right. Uh and usually ladies first. We're going ladies last this time because you are the queen of the Georgia music scene. Suzanne, what's going on with you? You like how I did that? Yeah, I will take it. I mean, you know, I'll take it. Suzanne, I'm gonna tell you this. There's only been what? two two people 
that have been on this podcast where Charlie Starr has sent us a note through our Instagram account or something. And it's been huh? Rex, who everybody knows, knows Rex, who goes to every show possibly ever made. And then you. Yes, he does. We talked about you somewhere and he made mm-hmm. a nice comment and mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. Rex is a sweetheart. <laughs> He's the man. Um, He's going to be at the shed too. Of course he is. Yeah, I mean, he just, you know, bless his heart. Um, He's just the sweetest person in the world. He really is. Just a love. What's going on with you, Suzanne? And then give us your (laughs) holiday music pick. Okay, well, I'll get the music thing. I mean, the holiday music thing out of the way. I, I really am not like a Christmas person. I mean, I love Christmas, but not Christmas music. So I'm going to go with the Crows Backdoor Santa. Great. I'll, I'll go with that one. Always uh, a go-to for me. Always, every year is a go-to. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's about all I can stand. But, um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Andrew Dropbox. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, you are you're evaluating your musical career options in 24, but when we do Georgia Palooza with everybody here, you're certainly going to show up and participate. Oh, well, I mean, I hope so. I uh, I don't know. I, I kind of have been getting the itch to to do something, I, but I don't know what it is. And, and I mean, it'd probably be more of the same of what I've always done. I just stick with what I know. So it'll I don't know what it'll be. I, I I have no idea what the future holds. I hope that it's it's it'll another. Be good. What? It'll be great. That's what it'll be. Thank you. Thank Everything you. It's going to be great. Thank you. But I um I don't know. I kind of am getting that itch of like you know I I have something I need to say. Um. So I I, I don't know what form that's going to take yet. We're going to see. And um. You know, maybe Glenn will inspire me in February. I always kind of feel like that, you know, if I can go see like a pivotal show and and I can kind of get um, what I need from that person, it kind of kicks something off in me creatively. So we'll see what happens. All right, Glenn Hughes, don't let us down. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please Brian, don't. you, you got to give us your musical selection. Well, you know, as always, I don't look at anything before we're like in <laughs> starting the episode. So I had a couple of things here, but so, but what I'm, you know, since Eric's here uh, working for Blackberry Smoke, when, you know, we had Charlie on the first time, he talked about being a fan of the Beach Boys. I know Paul's a fan of the Beach Boys. And let me, first of all, let me say when we told Charlie we're doing this, he told us to say hi to everybody. Of course, Eric, you see him all the time. I think everybody knows have met Charlie except for Zach and Jason, but I told him about you guys and he said he's heard you, so that's good. But yep. anyway, I'm picking Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. Oh, good. Oh, one. nice. That is a good one. All right. I'm going to choose the song so we can get out of here and get everybody about their merry way. Ha ha. Fun, fun <laughs> on that one. You're welcome. Um, I'm going to go with oh. Christmas Rapping by the Waitresses. I love that song. It's an Ohio <laughs> band. Uh, Where are they from? Soon. Uh, they're from Akron. No, they're from Cleveland. The wait, 
No, the Cleveland. I already we went over this, Andrew. They're we're not. Gonna Ohio. <laughs> 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 we're gonna fight about this. It's like LeBron James is from Cleveland. They, they moved to Akron, but they were. From <laughs> <Cleveland>. <laughs> well, oh, fine, whatever. Fine, Andrew. Fine. All right. Cleveland. This feels like Christmas. All right. This was. <laughs> Everybody, I'm from Cincinnati. I can't do Cleveland. I can't. All right, the waitresses from Cleveland, Ohio, with Christmas wrapping, uh, <laughs> and that's and that's how <laughs> that's how we'll end this. Thank you, thank you guys all for being on. Brian, throwing it over to you to, to bring it home and and stuff us all down the chimney. Hey, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so thanks everybody, Zach and Jason from uh, One for the Road. We got Bristol from the Georgia Thunderbolts. Suzanne from 6875, Andrew and Brandon from Rare Birds. We got a surprise guest that we just love, Eric, working, you know, for Blackberry Smoke doing the merch thing. Thank you guys, everyone, for being here. This has been a blast. I always say this is therapy for me. So thank you again for another free therapy session and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas. All right, man. Thank you all. all right. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us. Thank you to um, from Jason and Zach from One for the Road, Suzanne Sledge, Bristol Perry, Eric Snotty, um, merchandise uh, manager for Blackberry Smoke, and also from Andrew and Brandon from from Rare Birds. That was so cool when when Andrew gets on there and goes, well, I got to throw this over to our to the <laughs> guest that I brought with me for you guys and he'll tell you who he works with or works for and he goes i'm the merch manager for blackberry smoke we're like you have our attention yeah. <laughs> well and a guy too that's been around the music scene for a, for a lot of years and somebody that would make a great solo guest on the podcast yeah and if you get a chance i don't know if you've seen he his name is mentioned uh when blackberry smoke played with bob weir from the grateful dead and there's part of that DVD where they're just kind of hanging out in the lounge talking about whatever. And they're they're talking about, uh, uh, Brits talking about like they would sometimes, you know, have like softball games or, or no, wiffle ball games. Yeah. Like in some empty lot next to the bus. And he goes, yeah, and we had some people convinced like that 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 we were a wiffle ball team and that our, <laughs> our merch manager, Eric Snotty, was a professional wiffle ball player. <laughs> I love it. I love stories like that. So it was good to have Suzanne on. You know, she's another person too, a, a new friend. That would be great to have a solo episode, given all her work, work with Andrew and just been around the scene and, and known a lot of players. Yeah. And the story about Once Upon a Time, this young man wanders into the record store she's working at. And lo and behold, that's Charlie Starr and their friends. And, uh, what it's what else like uh who was it that asked or said or did, was you or someone said that that uh Suzanne may have brought him to his first crows gig ooh that wasn't me who said that she must have said that or somebody else yeah someone i think it, oh that was Darren Darren said that Darren Flower I was on his radio show this oh, okay, last Saturday got it. so we were talking about that yeah he mentioned that yeah and it was good to talk to Bristol again we hadn't had a chance to speak to him but a couple members of the Georgia Thunderbolts like TJ and Riley in the past. And he's a cool dude, man. He's a great drummer, cool dude. He's a, he's another guy that was uh, just good to chat with. Yeah. Awesome guy, man. He's, uh, you know, super cool, which uh, does not surprise me at all being in the Georgia Thunderbolts. You know, he might be as funny as, uh, as Riley. 
because Riley's got a future in stand-up comedy along with his uh, music career. That's right. That's right. But no, it was good to talk to everybody. I love the music choices they had for their uh, Christmas songs. And, you know, Brian, we got to figure out how to get a couple of those dudes back who we haven't had a chance to give their own episode yet. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So anyway, to all the listeners, to all to all to all of y'all, have Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all that. And always remember, Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 